they're heavy, man. Those balls are heavy. <laughs> It's June 30, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 51. And sleeping with my step motor, don't tell anyone. I'm Abel Kirby. And looking sharp, looking for love, I'm Cold Acid. And I am Darren O'Neill. Just, I don't even know what that's all about, Cold Acid. He's, he's a sharp-dressed man. <laughs> yeah. The ladies all love him. Sharp dress And Darren O'Neill with the instant... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's cold acid's a legend in his own mind. We, <laughs> we I'm a legend in other people's minds too, but not in a good way. Yeah. Okay. For this show, I'm going to need some serious firepower, and that's why I have some American Prairie Bourbon, which is a uh, pretty steep uh, whiskey. <laughs> and there we go. Wow. We barely even gotten through the intro, and he's already hitting the sauce. I am hitting the sauce tonight, guys. Believe me. What do you got that's there? Like- what do you got you there? Know, it's a serious podcast. What's uh? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was too busy at the liquor store today, so all I've got is haritos. Haritos. Hey, you want to come with me to make? <laughs> but what flavor is it? Pine. I mean, pine damn you, good. damn you, Abel Kirby! I have to yell at you. I have to yell at you for that because ever since you got me to see that. Carlito video, that damn song has been stuck in my head no matter how many times I've played it oh to God. get it out of there. What, 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 Darren's question was, what, uh, what, uh, what flavor is this? Haritos. And I'm deflecting with this, so why don't you ah, answer him guava. instead of yell at me? It's guava. It's guava. Guava. What about, you? guava. what about you, Darren? Oh, did you bring anything to the party? Just coffee. Just I like coffee. the podcast with coffee. I mean, you, you want to get hyped up. You want to get uh, all crazy. There's enough podcasts on the stream that they uh, they smoke a little too much or drink a little too much, and then they get like off the track. And I mean, I can get off the track totally sober. So that's the way I like to bring it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here we have. I think I got this this time. We hit the. Uh... Hey, senorita, yeah. Senorita this is the song called Love So Much. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> it's such an obnoxious song. It's the. Uh, it is so obnoxious. Who's the boy by Carlito, which is a. Uh, no, it's go go Carlito, and who's the boy is the subtitle. Oh, of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's the boy? Title. Go go Carlito. Yes, who's that boy? You see what you see what you've done to me. I've actually <laughs> looked up the song even <laughs> oh. because it's gotten that far into my head. So. You're saying that the YouTube title is actually wrong and and it's backwards. Okay. This is how much research you've done. This is great. So yes. so is there any other trivia about the song that we should know about? Carlito. The uh, that MMD video yeah? that you pointed me to is actually inspired quite a bit by the original music video for the song. <laughs> Jeez. I can't even imagine. I ended that. up watching the original music video as well. So oh, man. There we go. You get that one it's in a while, just like a bonkers music video with crazy shit going on. I love those. Uh, so now I can I get that mental image cold you're, acid. You're an evil man. Watching crazy videos, drinking guava jaritos. And, he has uh, his sombrero and spurs on, obviously. <laughs> but no boots. Just but, the spurs. <laughs> no, the sombrero's upstairs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, we get some uh some Stuff I saw. You know what I saw about uh, about Canadian rail cars? 
I saw one got away, and, and it apparently happened a little while yeah, ago. on the loose. Yeah. Did you see that video I put in the uh, the notes there? I'm going to link it for the... I guess it'll be in the show notes. But this is a uh, Canada rail car that somehow got detached from the train, and it's uh, just hanging out in Montana, or Minnesota, I'm sorry, and uh, rolling down the rails. I think it jumps off the rails by the time it's done, right? I didn't actually watch the video. I just ah. saw that saw the picture, and it's like... There's a Canada green car, and I'm like, yep, yep, Canada. <laughs> Apparently, this happens more often than uh, you'd suspect, with uh, as evidenced by I think two or three other videos I saw of lone rail cars bopping around on the track without a train. Oh, I'm I bet you that it's a lot more common than the rail industry would like anyone to know. <laughs> oh, well, if they get away, I mean, it's okay, except unless it is. Uh, you know, hilly. I mean, if it's flat land, then the cars aren't going to really move that much, but... Yeah, this looks like Minnesota looks like flat land here, so... Uh, well, if it's it. hilly, it might not move that much either, because it'll go down a hill, and it'll go up a hill, mm. and it'll roll back down that hill that it started going up, and just, you know, back and forward until it settles in the, uh, in the local... Pessimum? The valley, you know. It'll, local minimum. A local minimum. <laughs> and, and, you know, almost like I knew you were going to bring up this story. Oh, yeah? We love it. Love it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Going off the rails. Here on the Rare Encounter Podcast. You know, I almost got on a train to uh, to Chicago once. Uh, it was the- Accidentally or <laughs> Well, I was I couldn't get on it. They uh, they canceled the booking. It was one of these private rail cars that runs on the California Zephyr. Oh, nice! And they had a schedule that you could uh, sign up for, and it was actually about the same price as a regular Amtrak ticket, which you know is wow. You were so crazy. close to being counted by John. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have been going by uh, San Francisco. I would have been leaving Denver and going to Chicago that way. Anyway, right at that time, Amtrak changed their fee schedule, and the company that did the private car. They, they said, well, you know, we can't afford to do this anymore, so see you guys later. Uh, and they canceled it. I didn't get on it. Aww. I was this close, though. But I ended up flying to Chicago anyway, but it was a fun time. Yeah, the Zephyr seems like it would be fun. I mean, I've before a COVID hit, I thought that would be an extremely cool idea uh, yeah. for the ultimate no agenda meetup. Because going from Chicago to San Francisco, it takes like... 49, 50 hours or something. I mean, it's over oh, yeah. two days. And uh, then we could all just get drunk. And then if we wind up in San Francisco, JCD could just come pick us up. Yeah. And with those private cars, yeah. when, when you get on those private cars, the, the like I said, it costs about the same as Amtrak. That it used to. The thing about it was you they had an open bar and they had a chef that cooked for everyone. And it was your own car. So you're, you know, superior to everyone else on the train. All those losers who have to... Uh, have to take the Amtrak. You're you're in the private car in the back. You know the private party must be in the private car. Nice. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, privates, I saw some uh, news going on that Bill Cosby was released from uh, prison. Did you catch that story today? Yeah, I saw that. It's essentially on a technicality. Indeed, there was some deal made between him and the prosecutor that said he wouldn't be put on trial for this against this particular woman and then that prosecutor retired and the new one went and prosecuted him anyways (laughs) 
And yep. the Pennsylvania, I think it is, Supreme Court said, oh, hey, you're you're held by this deal that was done by the previous guy, so we're going to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a little more than a technicality, though, which is, hey, come on in. We want to talk to you, but whatever you tell us, we're, we're not going to prosecute you. So we just want to get to the truth. We want to know what happened. Give us the facts. Because otherwise, as you know, in America, <laughs> don't got a narc on yourself. <laughs> and he went in and I guess gave a statement. So if the if the deal was because it was within a very short amount of time, it was going to hit the uh, statute of limitations. So, yeah, otherwise he was never going to go to jail for that. So, I mean, this was kind of scammy and that was well, it's kind of scammy all the way around. But, uh, you know, if the legal system tells you something, you know, you kind of expect them to hold up their end of the bargain. And he ended up doing a couple of years. So, uh you know, I'd say uh, it kind of all worked out, I guess. I think Jello should put him back on the pudding, uh, the pudding ads. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, let's know? get some. Let's get them like date rape, uh, date rape Jello. <laughs> oh, geez, with the uh, what? What do you had? The Quaaludes? It's Jelludes. <laughs> yeah, the Quaaludes. Jelludes. <laughs> Jelludes. Will, yeah, bring you down. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, that was apparently they never put the deal in writing. That was the the takeaway. I saw the Baltimore Sun article for this, and I dog really the deal had apparently never been put in writing. Come on, guys! Always if it's not in writing, writing, it doesn't exist. Well, that's it, how I see it. In and se second of all, doesn't the First Amendment just protect you from like uh, having to testify against yourself in court? Uh, if you give a statement to the cops, that's the like they can yeah. and will use that against you. They say all that shit, right? It's the uh, the Fifth Amendment that protects you from that, I believe. Yes, the Fifth. Yes, the Fifth. But, but yeah, if they tell you that whatever you say isn't going to be used to put you away, and then they use what you say to put you away. Then, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it seems like he did something to get put away, but he didn't have to talk to them. And he did, which was I don't I don't know why. He still maintains his innocence, so I I it's kind of weird because then how did what he say what he said get him put away if he didn't just come out and admit it? Or it's it was a weird case because when it happened, I never thought this was about Cosby. I thought this was the first shot in the whole Me Too thing, which was if we can nail this guy who up until that point was the cleanest cut as far as his reputation with a majority of people in the world. I'm sure some people knew him behind the scenes and would disagree with that, but the vast majority of people thought he was a the, the most clean-cut guy out there. So if you can make this stick against him, then everybody was fair game, and I think we've seen that since. Mm. Yeah, Mr. America's yeah. dad was his public image. I've heard right. a lot of co basically comedians complaining about weird things that he did. And though I haven't heard any of them, and, and they'll show up on interviews and podcasts, especially once he was in court and once he was convicted, you know, everyone comes out of the woodwork at that point. Oh, here's my story of all the weird shit he used to do. Right. And so they bring that, that would come up a lot, but I never heard one that was, uh, that was along the lines of, Hey, I actually, uh, uh, I was feeding drugs to people and then abusing them while they were asleep or raping them while they were asleep which I think was the, the summary of the charges in plain uh, English. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Now, to... what I'm interested in... 
I've, I've got I've got a little bit of the of a question about the legal system as well in the states. Now here in Canada, uh, we don't have we don't have provincial level s supreme courts. We have superior courts, but anything that goes to them can still be further appealed to Canada's supreme court. Now, for a state supreme court, is that the same thing? Can it be? Could like the prosecutors appeal this, and it goes to the Supreme Court of the United States? Yes. Yeah. If this was the, okay. if this was the Supreme Court in the state of Pennsylvania, then there is one more step if they want to take it to it, and that would be the Supreme Court of the United States. Right. the The Supreme Court would have to choose to take that case, though. And if they're looking at it, and there's not a federal issue, or there's not um, even if there was, they could just decide they don't want to take it. They have that purview. So yeah. know, it's not like guaranteed that they could always get an appeal or something or, or go up to them. It's, it's you know, if you could convince them that there was uh, something of substance here, then then they might take the case is kind of where it is. Well, I think that, I think there's a potential for for appealing on constitutional grounds. But whether or not the Supreme Court would agree and take the case and determine if there is an actual constitutional issue with this being turned over the way it was, right, mm. or the or the original case being uh, prosecuted in court in the first place. But again, it comes down to if the Supreme Court agrees that there may be a constitutional question, and if they think there isn't, well, then Cosby's out and about. If they think there might be, then they might choose to to hear appeal, or they might choose to leave things as is, anyways. Well, I it wouldn't be the first time that that a constitutional question has come to the Supreme Court and they've just passed it over. Hmm. So you're saying that that Pennsylvania, the district attorney there, could because uh, Bill Cosby's not going to appeal this, obviously, but the the Pennsylvania no, district attorney, not. you're saying would uh would would try and uh, Bring it to the Supreme Court. I don't know. We'll, yeah, could possibly appeal. I guess could possibly. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to... I don't know how the Pennsylvania court system works or what they think is a good or a bad idea, so I'll hold my tongue on that. Well, there's It's all speculation until they actually go ahead and do an appeal, and if they don't do one, well, they don't do one, right? Yeah, and there's a reason why there is a statute of limitations, and the Cosby thing was interesting because it was literally... No physical evidence. It was all a he said, she said thing. And that kind of worried me as well, because when somebody comes out years later and says, somebody did this to me, it's all going by whether people believe a story. And we've already seen this happen multiple times. The Duke lacrosse thing happened. And a lot of people want to jump in on any of these things. I mean, ask you know Harvey Weinstein and those kind of guys. The minute one person brings something like this out, it becomes very easy for other people to pile on, whether it's true or not. We didn't have what we have. I mean, today there's so much with photos and videos and GPS with people taking stuff and posting it online. But when you go back, you know, 10 years, that wasn't the case. So to be like, well, no, he took me to his apartment, uh, you know, in 20 years ago or whatever it was and did this. There's no physical evidence that it actually happened. And you have to really believe one, that people are honest, and two, that their memory is good, especially if they were drugged. I mean, you have to believe that their memory then is somehow intact, and that's kind of hard to believe for well, me. Well, if you say, I can't remember because you drugged me and I uh, woke up with a sore butt, you know, it's not a, 
you know, it's that testimony. Well, exactly, is- that thing happened when I went to Texas and visited Fletcher. I don't know. <laughs> Those are facts. Well, here's something to consider. Go. Remember all these, all these like deprogramming things that used to happen, and people would say, "Oh yeah, I was being sexually abused in a satanic cult as a child." Right? And it was like just these ideas being put into people's minds by these so-called deprogrammers. Right? Yeah, so it's easy. They're not easy, but it's... I, f- I find it hard to, to believe that. that he said, she said st- shit to begin with. I, I'm, I much prefer actual physical evidence of something. And the other thing is, like the whole Me Too movement, a lot of it feels like it's just like in the past, one loud voice and suddenly the mob is mobilized. Oh yeah. oh yeah, like I like I said earlier, as soon as it was safe to throw Cosby under the bus, a lot of people did, and I think that we, you know, here's maybe this is something interesting we can pay attention to um, in the next week or so. Let's look at who comes out and says, "Yeah, I know he didn't do it." If anyone, yeah, that's, if that's anyone, a dangerous thing to say. Well, I, I wonder, especially if people will say in that. these days, I wonder, I wonder if anyone of of uh, of uh, you know uh, with a public uh, voice, you know. Someone of prominence will will say that at all. I think it would be interesting if they did. Um, I'm not saying it was a, it's a good idea to say that or, or anything like that. I'm just saying uh, let's see what let's see what people say in the next week or so. Let's right. See what at happens. Point let's out. See, yeah, let's see if anybody has the balls to say that who isn't part of uh, Cosby's uh, clique. Well, let's let, let's just take a step back and say that the reason that that they might say that is because people are influenced by what they think is popular, what they think is. Um, you know, if 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 they read the headline, they might just react to that and say, "Oh yeah, I know he didn't do it." You know, even if they they don't have a good basis for that. Or at least mm-hmm. point out that there was no physical evidence. I don't believe. And when you're in the public eye, you're getting this kind of stuff all of the time. I just talked about this on Random Thoughts earlier today. How mm. uh, a few years ago, NHL legend here in Chicago, Patrick Kane, had a woman claim that he did some stuff to her at his house, and luckily for him, he had. The camera's rolling in the house because he had a uh, you know security system going, and he was able to prove that she was lying. And uh, the story that just came out this week against MLB all-star pitcher Trevor Bauer, he's with the uh, Dodgers now, that the woman uh, claimed that he assaulted her. And the agent came right back with, well, we have text messages from this woman that told Trevor Bauer, you know, they wanted to hook up. She wanted to hook up, and she wanted him to get rough and slap her around and choke her. And so that's what he did, which I mean, okay, uh, you should be really careful about who you're meeting online or whatever that is. But so, uh, well, you should be careful about who you're choking. I think is also if you're a if you're a celebrity, you should not let anybody you don't intimately know near you without a running camera (laughs) with yes with audio recording and a stream that I can watch. Yeah, right. And uh, you want to sign here, though? We have a contract for you to sign and, you know, initial 14 times. And then, you know, if you really want me to slap you around and choke you, then sure. But you need to do all the paperwork and you need to make a video saying you asked for that because these things, I mean, and again, you get into the public opinion and any, no matter what, this has definitely hurt his public persona. You know, I'm sure parents, you know, with their kids are going to be like, Let's see, how do we explain to little 12-year-old Jimmy that this girl asked him to do this to her? You know, it gets complicated. Uh, you know, we could simplify uh, how all this. How do you this? explain to little Jimmy that this, guy, that this guy who's little Jimmy's hero turns out to be, like, 
a dom in the in the BDSM scene right. when he's not uh, when he's not hitting balls around, right? You know, we have what he is. We have, you know, that like, that could have been phrased better. <laughs> we have purity rings, you know, so you put this on and say, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to have sex." Okay. What we really need is like the different variety, you know, like the butt sex ring. We could put that on us. Yeah, I'm down. You know, where's the knock me out and <laughs> <laughs> Knock me out and take my kidney <laughs> ring, you know. Knock, right. knock me out and knock me out and tie up my tie up my unconscious body ring. Right. Where's the I want a Bill Cosby, you know, <laughs> the symbol that you're looking for. It's a, I want Quaaludes ring. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a ring. It just says Jello on it. <laughs> there you go. A Jello T-shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> God. Damn it! Damn it! I'm gonna end up one of these days. One of these days, I'm gonna end up with like. Spit and juice all over my computer because of you. You need a windshield wiper for that. <laughs> yeah, just better come down than on the, the microphone. <laughs> Mike, I need a better microphone. More than that, I need a better voice. <laughs> One of those can be fixed. <laughs> or replaced. <laughs> well, I don't know. Unfortunately, I hear only one of them. If you put the right ring on, maybe someone will fix the voice. That's true. That is true. That was kind of mm. mean, but it was... <laughs> I don't know where it was going with that. <laughs> I Lord, I apologize for that. Uh, the um, well, meanwhile, while one celebrity is getting freed, another's getting put away. Yeah, lock him up or her up. Who are we talking about? Yeah, Allison Mack. So yes, lock her up. Allison Mack. Oh yeah, the sex cult girl. Yeah, she was on. She was on uh, Smallville, and she was also like. One of the lieutenants of the guy running that sex slave cult. Oh, the NXIV. You know, all the news I know about that, I get from Nick the Rat. Or from Zindu, I should say. <laughs> he covered that. Did we get close? <laughs> he, he followed that shit heavily when it was going down. But anyway, so what's going on with her? Why is she in jail now? So she was sentenced today for three years in prison for the manipulation that she did in rounding up women to become sex slaves Jeez. in the cult. So she need, she's been told she has to show up to prison on September 29. So she's still free until the end of September, but then she starts serving three years terms. So you know what that means. She's going to be she's going to be out again in like 16 months. Yeah. Sounds Mac, about right. Mac was sentenced to three years prison. Yeah, that's that's ten. That's how they tend to do it. We there's. Too, too many criminals and not enough jail cells to stick them all into. So we start releasing them early and say, now you promise to be on your best behavior. Mm. Which, of course, most of them don't. Well, yeah, nobody does the full amount. But Zindu is probably worried because of his whole sex cult thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zindu he doesn't is need a... a sex cult. He's got so many penises that he can just, like, you know. Well, that's why you need a cult. Do it with whoever <laughs> comes by. You don't need a cult for that. Well, you know, they I, I was listening to Hog Story and they were talking about sending squids into space. I think maybe Zindu might be behind Sex that. squids. Sex squids. That's what's going on here. You mark your calendar. You know That's what that reminds on. me of, actually? Sending squids into space? Sex squids? <laughs> this reminds me of something. That's the, that's the concern. No, not part. sex squids. Gargantia. Do you remember that show, Abel Kirby? Gargantia? Uh, no. Gar uh, I'm looking, something like that, picture. but like... Oh, with yeah. The, with, the, with the space squid people. Yeah, the Veridurus planet. And the people with the mechs. With, yeah. yeah, that's the one. This was where... the Yeah. <laughs> with fucking Pocahontas on a boat. 
Yeah, I remember this one. Yes, Pocahontas on a boat. <laughs> Darren, we're, this is the part of the show where we're talking about anime from years ago. Oh, no. no. In doubt, <laughs> whip it out. I, uh, I did do it yesterday. I watched the uh, first episode of Speed Racer. That's about as far as I get <laughs> into anime. No, that's uh So let it's me. It's called hentai, and it's art. Those are facts. So, what about our conversation reminds you of this show? I'm just wondering. You, you don't want. Wait, do you really want to open space up that squid. bag of worms? Putting squids in space. The space squid. Now, you remember the part of the show where they're where they're going through like the backstory and the main character finds out what's actual what actually happened and that that where he is is the actual like original home world of humans yeah i kind of got right three or four episodes there's like these media clips oh there were like these media clips where they were showing like people getting like squid dna and being (laughs) able to go into space without wearing a spacesuit because of their genetic modifications and that it ends up that these aliens that they've been fighting against the whole time are just mutant mutant humans, essentially. Just mm. uh, these ones that genetically modified themselves into giant space squids. Jeez. GMO. Genetically modified organisms. You know, I only eat uh, Better natural than genetically space. modified orgasms. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about our story about potatoes. You know those fluorescent potato plants? We did yep. that a little while ago. I think that they should have a drone with a black light on it. That, that you know, as long as these potatoes taste good, and that's to be determined. You know, imagine you could have all your potatoes planted in a field. And Darren, I want you to imagine this too. I don't want to leave you out. So imagine that you're you're at your farm and you have all your potatoes planted in the field, and you're you're you want to make sure that you get your harvest out right. You, if you don't have your harvest, you don't have anything. So to to find out if any of the potato plants are unhappy or not. What you have to do is fly over them with a black light, because as everyone knows, mad potatoes glow in the dark. Do you know how offensive it is for you to suggest that an O'Neill would be a potato farmer? <sighs> you racist, racist person. Those are folks. Oh, you're going to get canceled now, Abel. <laughs> right. You're coming after him. Well, potatoes are a uh, they're. Such a benefit to the world. If you can go read the news on potatopro.com, they've always got a story about. It's even like the the in Kurdistan in Iraq, they have uh, you know potato farmers are pulling their crops out, and they have a new processing facility that they're setting up. You know, it's a it's a, a way that you can start a business. You're doing something. You're feeding the people. You know, and it's uh, it's maybe a sign that something's something good's going on somewhere in the world. But there's so many potatoes. They're a North American native uh, crop, but they're planted all over the world now. So many people want potatoes. So many people rely on potatoes. It's amazing. They're more. They're more like all throughout the Americas. They aren't just a North American thing. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. It's a. Let me put it this way then: a New World crop, as they say. Indeed, a new world crop, Along with just like tomatoes, which are closely related to potatoes. <laughs> or what else? Did we play this game already? Where they're, we both, tried... they're both nightshades. We try and name all the new world crops off the top of our heads. Uh, I don't know. That's this, good is, radio. this is a regular game Yams, you guys are doing here. Maze. Well, welcome, to, welcome to Rare Encounter, Darren. This is the <laughs> shit we do for fun. Oh, man. <laughs> well, don't forget peppers. I mean, those are a big hit in China. 
Ain't weren't ain't no Chinese hot dishes with peppers at least in them uh, until uh, they got the peppers out of the New World and yeah, capiscums. Yep, there was no chocolate because there was already a spice called pepper in <laughs> yeah. the Old World before before we discovered capiscums over here. Yeah, there was no vanilla or chocolate for you know the French to make desserts out of until it came from uh, the New World. A lot of stuff. Did you know that the Central American natives smoked chocolate? They didn't eat it. They smoked it. No, I didn't. Yeah, I learned that from The Simpsons. <laughs> of course you did. See, okay, this might also <laughs> lead some of your facts to come into uh, questionability at that point. <laughs> well, The Simpsons. I uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons are very reliable. They're uh, <laughs> they predict the future. You don't know. Yeah. I always like fair. They 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 have done that. I keep going back and forth with Seth MacFarlane. On all his shows, I, I used to really like it, like Family Guy, and then later he had, well, who were all his spin-offs? He had the Cleveland show was one, and then he had um, American, American Dad. Dad. And so I remember American Dad when it came out, I said, oh, this, this is stupid. I hated it. This is just dumb. I couldn't stand it. But then um, maybe last year I was, I was stuck in a hotel, locked up in a hotel last April, and so I'm flipping through the channels, and th this was at the point where I used to bribe a, uh, there was a bar down the road from the hotel. I used to walk to and then basically bribe my way in so I could sit around for the evening. But they stopped me from doing that, so I had to sit at home and sit in the uh, hotel and uh, flip the channels. And I started watching American Dad. They were playing like five episodes a night every night. My God, that show was funny. It hit the spot. And so... But then, you know, I saw some Seth MacFarlane shit the other day. I said, wow, I guess he was really dumb. Oh, you know, it's... I keep going back and forth, He's right? a celebrity. I, I can't get a... I can't pin him down. I like him, I hate him, I like him, I hate him. It's one of those that changes every six months. Well, yeah, and you can go back and forth. Because American Dad, I mean, I think I was the same way the first time. It was like, okay, what's with the freaky... You know, there's an alien living in the attic, and that just didn't seem like it would be interesting. But then you watch it a little, and you go, okay, the character's... They they pull it off at times. Yeah. The That's Cleveland show never pulled it off. It was <laughs> no. not a good no. spin off. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the family guy has great episodes and then has episodes that you kind of feel like I've seen this 30 times before because you probably have. Yep. Well, they got really into that the cutaway gags. Where you know I think be that's the that's the whole shtick of the show, really. Is the cutaway gags? Well, it's like Conway, every episode has one, like every three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it. You're right, but it got old. I mean, it was. There's there's a couple minutes of something happening, and then it's like, oh, it's it's a uh, Stewie and uh, and uh, someone else, you know, Brian and Stewie, and they're referencing a scene from uh, the Cylons attacking in Battlestar Galactica. You know, some you know, it's, be some stupid shit. And it was funny the first couple times, but then it, you know, it just it got old, and I got sick of it. I think I think McFarlane's fetish is for cutaways. I don't think he can <laughs> get it up unless he sticks a cutaway somewhere in a script. Hmm. He's a cutaway master, Bader. Everybody's got their thing, man. <laughs> He's got that yeah, ring on. You know, I, we shouldn't we shouldn't kink shame, right? Why not? I still will, but we shouldn't. <laughs> oh boy, what do we got? What do you got for news, uh, Cold? Besides, uh, besides uh, Miss Allison Mack uh, or Mrs. Miss Allison Mack, Miss Allison Mack, 
Mac, Mac. News, I don't really have any. But we got talking on anime, and somehow we spun off to Seth MacFarlane shows. But how about we go back to these other shows and just get that out of the way? Oh, we're going to subject the guests to this. I see what you mean. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Ah. This is Chinese water torture. Darren, Darren makes Ryan suffer, so now we're going to make him suffer. It's, this is yeah, what we do to so guests. Fun. Yeah, it's fun to make Ryan suffer. <laughs> well, I'll go first that's so I true. can get my... That's true, it is. I'll go that, first. That's one of the most enjoyable things for me when I've been a guest on Grumpy Old Ben's. <laughs> and even when I'm not, just making him suffer from the troll room by fact-checking him constantly. You're like, let me tell you why you're wrong. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, he hates that. Yeah. But it's so fun. Yeah, I have uh, I have two items. I'm gonna say them real fast just to get them out of the way, and then uh, then we can move on at least to your stuff. Um, I watched the last episode of '86, uh, the anime which is titled '86. Yeah. Who, who the hell who the hell makes a recap episode out of the out of the last episode of uh, of a series? Yeah. So this this was a series. We got the first half in the uh, the spring. The uh, the second half is what is coming this fall. Anyway, so they had... They're actually... They're not pushing it as a second core. They're pushing it as a second actual season. Hmm. So what they did is they had 11... The the first season covered the first visual... Or covered the first light novel uh, with a little bit of the backstory that showed up in the second. Yeah, so they did... But... uh, they did 11 episodes, and then the the, the 12th episode, which I, it, it was titled The Special, you know, they said, oh, here's something, maybe, I thought maybe it's an offshoot, maybe they're going to do something kind of fun on the side, you know, maybe have some side characters show up and pal around for a while, and do something, you know, off the main storyline. They, they didn't. They did a clip show. It was a literal clip show of the, uh, the last 11 episodes, in case you forgot what happened in the last, like, two months. As if you could, you know, it's, oh, come on. So it was lame. And I was disappointed. And the only other news I have is my uh, the show that I want to watch next season is the Higurashi continuation uh, for more murder and uh, and gore porn. But that airs in about fifteen hours, so I think uh, tomorrow afternoon I'll be watching that. Maybe when I get home from work. I'm refreshing the page for it on Analyst, and it says fourteen hours fifty one minutes. Ah, we're getting there. Woo-woo. Get a countdown. I mean, that's like yeah, almost how many you, days it's been since a Maps with Matt episode. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah, see. We got to remember to start keeping that count again. Uh, I was yeah. Gonna, I was going to cut him a break because I was talking to him about uh, about uh, showing up on his show or at least consulting a little bit on his show. So, though that's not, don't put that on the, no, guys, don't put that on the podcast. It's, uh, shh, it's hush hush. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you guys wanted to talk about the uh, flat Earth movement and how much you believe in it and how much you really want to stand up and tell people about flat Eartherness. Yes, and that's exactly Darren. You should have heard last week's pre-show. You should have heard last week's pre-show for Rare Encounter when <laughs> Abel actually had Sir Matthew on the stream, and that two of them were just going on about that dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sir Matt it was some fun really listening. Hyped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as I, I've got no comment right now. I've decided to hold my tongue on that. I don't want to... My problem is I don't know a way to say what I really feel about this without being just really insulting. <laughs> and apparently I've already been plenty insulting for this sort of thing. So I, I'm just going to shut up. And uh, and uh, when we get some stuff with Matt, you know, I'll, 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 I'll bring some facts 
to uh, for Matt to uh, to distribute to if he uh, if we can get together on this. Yeah, and Matt will bring the pain. He is ready <laughs> to come out of retirement to go after the flat earthers. We finally found something that will get him riled up. Yeah, his fourth retirement, actually. Right. Yes. Yes. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he's a legendary podcaster. There are many rules on the No Agenda stream that were put into place strictly because of the way Sir Matthew did his podcast. So, so what about the rules that were put in place because of how Nick the Rat did his podcast? <laughs> <laughs> give, give me the skinny on this one. Yeah, poor Nick. Poor Nick. I- he 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 did something that is a a sin at the No Agenda stream, and it normally wouldn't have been the big sin that it was, except that Rhino the Bearded committed the same sin like three weeks earlier, Uh staying on the stream all night long. And see, when Rhino does it, the next day is Saturday, and nobody's really doing a live show. So you got a little bit more leeway, except for the fact that there's either silence in the case of Nick, Rhino left music playing. So there was at least... Opens, you know, the uh, Creative Commons music playing when Rhino did it. When Nick did it, it was silence. So I woke up to do the pre-show on a, a Thursday, and the stream was just silent. But I o- was it was opening, and I'm like, well, okay, the the little timer is going, so it seems like there's something going on. I rebooted the stream. I got the little, you know, no agenda thing for like a brief second, and then it was back to silence. Because Nick's connection, I guess, just kept connecting back to the stream. So even rebooting the stream and all of that, oh man, there was no way to boot Nick's connection. And of course, it was Thursday, and we we're about to do the pre-show, which yeah. was important. A little less that I mean, no agenda would have taken over the stream because Adam has a higher account on the stream than anybody else. So right. if anybody's on the stream and Adam wants it, he's like, go yeah. and he can, <laughs> he can connect. So that's good. Cause he would have been able to connect to the stream, but otherwise we would have had two hours of silence up until that point. If we didn't get Nick off the stream. So I texted void all the way over there in the beautiful <laughs> Netherlands. You woke him up. No, because it was in the afternoon there mm. and it was a hot day and he was in the pool with the kids. So to take care of this, he had to get the kids out of the pool, dry them off, dry off himself, bring them inside, and deal with the fact that Nick was still connected. So he ended up blocking Nick's IP address, and he <laughs> yeah. was very upset that he had to get out of the pool, rightfully so, yep. to come block Nick's IP address. And I'm guessing Nick will have done his penance by now. I'm like, send Void some of the Dark Sewer's finest mayo or something, and it'll all be okay after you promise to never, ever, ever do it again. Yes. Uh, the drama, the drama. Oh, it's always geez. fun. Yeah, yeah. And Nick the Rat does a yeah. good show. He does a good show. I do enjoy it. Uh, the uh, the silence, you know, sometimes we all need a little silence. Uh, a little you know, meditation. If, if you have a little, one thing I, I worry about is, People, especially when you get a, a Spotify or something like that, they just put it on and they they play it continuously all day. And I love music, man. I and I know you like music too, uh, but I can't imagine just being just being inundated with sound all the time. It's it's got to be bad for you, and it's got to it's got to ruin your taste for music too. If you just keep hearing the same, you know, especially Spotify, right? It'll pick the same kind of songs, the same genre, the stuff. Oh, we know what you like. If you that's all you're hearing all the time, it's got to just grade on you. Oh, yeah, the same stuff over and over and over again, which is why I have a tendency 
to, you know, I, I might listen to a Billie Eilish album, but <laughs> then I'll listen to Frank Sinatra and then I'll listen to Ted Nugent and then I'll listen to, you know, it's all over the place. So I try to, uh, I try to mix it up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. Like, and sometimes I just feel like I just want to listen to the eighties and other times I feel like I want to listen to everything and I'll play, everything. I'll play like totally random music or I'll just like start hitting random buttons on YouTube for music videos. Oh man. You, you get, you get some, getting. you get some duds, but you get some enjoyable stuff as well. Right. We had some of my favorite rand, like I, I used to call them derp core. Uh, because that was the, I don't, no one else calls anything derp core, but I do, but there's a couple bands I like, they're just so dumb, you know, there's a, they, they don't make sense or they're really bad at playing and they don't care and they just keep making albums. So there's brain dead monkeys was one and they do a, a bunch of covers. They have a guy playing trumpet. He can't play trumpet, but he plays the trumpet on every album. <laughs> you know, they had, uh, a, a guy actually, it was a Chicago guy, um, or Chicago, as you say. Chicago. 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 The he uh this guy named Sharkula. Have you ever heard of him? I have not. Oh, he was he, no one has, don't worry. <laughs> I found him um we mistyped the search. Uh, a friend of of mine, we were working together back in New Hampshire, whatever. We typed in into Google search a typo that someone made. We were like giggling about it. I wonder what the fuck this word is supposed to mean. And we typed it in and it turned out it's not a real word, right? I forget what it was. It was not a real word, but we came up with a like a lyrics page for Sharkula. Nice. <laughs> and so apparently his lyrics are typos and just uh, uh, he he just says whatever is coming to his head. Whether it's can't fight tires, Tropicana, you know, drop the banner. Any he every single album he makes, he doesn't write anything down. He freestyles it, but nothing makes sense, and it, he may have a problem. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but he might have a problem. <laughs> he sounds like a podcaster. It, he would make a great podcaster. But he had, uh, you know, he's he's a character. You can see him on YouTube. It's uh, Sharkula. He even has a dance move, I found out. Because he got hired to do a kid's party once. <laughs> okay, see, that sounds like a problem. <laughs> and so here's what you have to do. I'm going to tell you how to do the Sharkula move. And you, and folks at home, you can do this with us. What you do is you kind of put your two hands together like you're going to pray. And then you put that on top of your head. Uh, like, And so it's like you're a dorsal fin of a shark. And you kind of sway back and forth to the music like that. Back and forth. And that's the Sharkula move. <laughs> and there's a video where he goes to a kid's party and he's just doing that. And he's making the kids do it. On one hand, it's like, I'm glad it exists. On the other hand, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have a kid who is there. See, now, after you watch that, you need to uh, get a little G.G. Allen to cleanse your palate <laughs> a little bit. Oh, boy. Sharkula. I love that guy. It's just, he just <laughs> a, does what a, he wants. Yeah, a little too much. I think you might love him. Oh, I like it. I like him. I like Wesley Willis. I like all these guys. I won't, I won't bore you with this shit anymore, but I I like that style. I'll play some after the show. I'm going to play some weird shit after the show. I think I think Carolyn just po posted a link to one of his videos in the uh, in the chat room. Oh, that was his cool Keith, uh, All I Wanted Was a Dog, <laughs> was his song. I played that on the pre-stream once. Cool Keith what? was... Uh, <laughs> nice. Cool Keith was um, Dr. Octagonicologist. Have you ever heard of him? 
It, that was cool. Can't say cool, that I have. Cool. That was cool, Keith. He did like the sex rap thing. And he also was on that. Uh, oh, here's what you know. He was in um, the Prodigy, the Fat of the Land. Oh, I think it was Firestarter. He's the uh, he's the guy doing the vocals on it. But he, yeah, he worked with the Not Prodigies. Nice. So you've heard him before. Okay, then I have heard him. Yes, that, that was cool, Keith. Not Sharkula, just to be clear. Ah, you've seen one. You've seen them all. <laughs> ah, well. What's your favorite rap group, uh, Darren? Rap? I don't know. I mean, you go back to the two live crew was the first one I remember ever really hearing. And, uh, you know, that, again, was because they made big news back in the day and are still bitching about censorship, rightfully so. And uh, it's kind of interesting because I've played it a couple of times on the pre-show, which was a band in the USA, Luther Campbell, talking about, you know, hey, in the crowd right now, and this was what, late 80s, early 90s, he's like, we got black, we got white, we got Mexican, we got everybody, and everybody's getting along, and that's what the man don't like. And I think that's maybe more true today than it was then. And, uh, you know, so the music, it, it's, I like all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, that's uh, one of those. Two live crew, you un- gotta like them. Unfortunate uh, censorship there. I mean, that's a... Uh... They they just make so many bad decisions on that. If you want to if you want to pick out songs that were banned that shouldn't have been banned or books that were banned that shouldn't have been banned, you know the the list gets a mile long if you keep track of it. There's so many people just don't they don't have a sense of humor. They don't have a sense of what goes on in the world outside of what's in front of their own two eyes. You know, it's they don't have a theory of mind of why would someone think that this is a good idea? No, I don't like it. Shut it. You know, they um, none of it should be banned. Yeah, it's. No books, no movies, no music, no games, no art. Games. I like that well, yeah. you threw games in there. I love it. Well, that was a big deal. I mean, here in Chicago, too, they blamed all of the carjackings on Grand Theft Auto and those kind of games. It's like, uh, are you high? Yeah. <laughs> no. They used they... to blame crime on pinball games, Darren. <laughs> what? And you're well, in the see... pinball fucking city. <laughs> well, of course, you know, pinball was bad. I mean, to be fair. So, um. You know, you, you, I have a pinball machine downstairs. But. What kind of crime? I'm emulating a pinball. What do you do? Roll in a convenience store and bump off a piece of rubber? What yeah. is this? They're heavy, man. Those balls are heavy. <laughs> Those you balls gotta be are careful. heavy. You got to be careful. Oh, man. Pinballs and good. good. I mean, that was... Uh, then, of course, you had the video games and those were evil. It, it's everything's evil. And oh, they, they still are, Chicago, by the way. You know, in Chicago, <laughs> though, they didn't want to, like, look at the fact that they changed the law and also said, you know, if you're under 18, we're never going to prosecute you as an adult if you carjack somebody. So you know who start carjacking a lot of people? Kids under 18. Yeah. Yep. They don't see the they don't see the connection between saying you're not going to prosecute those as adults and then having a huge increase in crime. Yeah, it's I don't know what you do about that. Some people just don't get it or they don't want to think too much about it. They just, I don't know, just don't vote for them, I guess. If they can, e- if they even can think about it, if they can rub the brain cells together and come up with a thought. It is tough for a lot of folks. A lot of folks. Let's see what we got on yeah. the... Uh... So speaking of video games, here's something, like I was mentioning before, before the show, about like things that keep getting pushed from one episode to another. <laughs> The top 10 most sold consoles of all time ranked. Well, we did this, didn't we? And I believe this is, I believe this has been passing through the notes for about two months now. Didn't we do this one already, though? No. Okay. Well, hit me with it. I don't think so. 
I had the sinking suspicion that if, we had if we it. hadn't, then why am I? Why did I keep passing it from uh, from one episode show notes to the next? Colt, you've sure. got to be like me and just just ignore what we didn't cover. That's it what could I just do. Be a lot of cider. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> but anyway, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spoil it with number one, and that is the PlayStation Two. PlayStation at Two at 155 million units. That is of all time. The best-selling console, and man, that was a, such a console too. I still have one. That's yeah. the last game I ever played. Uh, the last video. Yeah, game unlike I the later PlayStations, it was the last one with games. Mm. <laughs> I did want to. Uh, I did want to get a PlayStation Four, though. I'll say that, uh, and it was mostly because I wanted to play Near and and that Hideo Kojima game. Uh, the weird one where Norman Reedus is and is. Naked Norman Penis has an oily baby. Do you know what the fuck was the name of that? But that's the on a PlayStation. That, no, that was PlayStation. It was Norman Reedus, and they had his Norman Penis, and he had an oily baby. I'm swear to God, this is the game. And who else was? This in sounds it? really, really dirty. No, that was <laughs> I it. Think that was no, and and it had the uh, that Mexican director was in it, but it wasn't his voice. God, what the fuck was the name? Come on. So it's dirty and racist. That Mexican director. And he pounds monster energy drinks. Does no one know what I'm talking about? I'm like... <laughs> arriba, arriba. No, this is, this is what it was. And Mads Mikkelsen was in it. Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, he was in it. He was in it. Like, he was, he was a character in the damn game. He was in it to win. Lindsay Wagner was in it, for God's sake. Go look. What oh, was Lindsay Wagner woman? in? Yeah. Dude. Norman Reedus and his oily baby and Lindsay Wagner. She was hot back in the day. Wait, I gotta open the troller. Who's? They're probably yelling at me. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Is that yeah, it? that was it. Yeah, it was Norman Reedus, and uh, and he's a character in the game. He's the main character. He's pounding Monster Energy drinks. Lindsay Wagner's there. That uh, um, Mads Mikkelsen is the villain. I think. There's Mads Mikkelsen, Leah Seydoux, Margaret Qualley, Troy Baker. Tommy Earl Jenkins, yeah. Lindsay Wagner. In addition to the likenesses of film directors Guillermo del Toro and Nicholas Winding Refn. Yes, I told, yes I'm telling characters. you, this is what it was. And his oily baby. He had an oily baby, okay? I mean, of course, who doesn't? <laughs> no, that, that Numerous was the thing. commentators noted that elements of the game resembled the COVID-19 pandemic, which began within a month of its release. God damn it, Kojima! Are you predicting the future now? Look, I'm put I, inside the Rare Encounter chat room. I put a picture that's Norman Reedus with his oily baby. <laughs> this is what's I'm going on. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not Norman Reedus with his Norman penis. That's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it, and so I I wanted to get a PlayStation just to play this game. Okay, I'm a. That's sucker. not a baby. That's a fetus in what looks like an artificial womb. Oh, well, aren't you the liberal? No! Oh, I'm fighting words! <laughs> Alright, we got it. We don't talk about I didn't about say this, he but... should be aborting it. Jeez. So, anyway, um, where was I? Oh, PlayStation 2. What was next? Oh, you want me Nintendo. to go back and go through the list <laughs> in reverse order? Now. I don't know. Yeah, he's, we... he's totally off that. Now. Are we off the rails Okay, now? number two, <laughs> Nintendo DS, 154 million units sold. Oh, that's a good one. That's a portable. That doesn't count. Or is that the uh, the normal Nintendo? No, that was the one where you had the uh, the touchscreen where you had the stylus. 
Yeah, see, that's a, that's not. But a the, but before they threw in the 3D gimmick. Yeah, it was before the 3DS. But they had the stylus, and I think they had all the sex games from Japan on it. Oh well, that's what sold it. Yeah, and they had was that the one where you had the game where you <laughs> what was it? It was on the screen. There's a girl on the screen in a skirt, and you blow into the microphone, and it blows her skirt up. That was a Japanese game they had. You could buy that cart. Not in I America. I didn't have that game. They. I have a 3DS, but I did not have that game. They 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 had all this weird shit in Japan that you, I don't think they were licensed by Nintendo. It was just shit you could buy out there. There's a bunch of crazy games that never made it to the American market, or even why. the real market. You know, yeah. sometimes for good reason. Like yeah yeah okay, just bootleg shit. That's hardcore. That's the. On stuff. the other hand, it would have been nice to have things like Love Plus. <laughs> Love Plus. Oh jeez. They have all those on mobile games now. Not Love Plus, but, you know, that's where, that's the platform Similar, they, yeah. they release all that shit on, that shitty shit that I don't like. Yeah, because they can, because they can, like, micropayment the fuck out of you that way. Yeah. But enough about Japanese cell phone video games. <laughs> uh, what do we got for, let's just run down the rest of the list real fast so we don't blue ball ourselves. Oh, well, fuck. And I just I just closed the tab. Thanks. Again? Okay, oh, number three, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, 118.69 million. Yeah. Not number four, PlayStation 4, 114.9 million. Shit, yeah. Not number five, the original PlayStation, the, oh, the original Gangsta Station, 102.4 yeah. million. <laughs> number six, Nintendo Wii. 101.63 million. We would like to Number play. seven, PlayStation 3 at 87.4 million. No games, Number though. eight, the Xbox 360, and they call it 360 because when you see it, you'll turn 360 degrees and walk away Yay. at 84 million units. Wait, what? Number nine, the PlayStation Portable with 81.9 million units. And in, in last place, again. the Game Boy Advance at 81.51 million. And Darren... You it's move, a meme from you, 4chan. You moonwalk away is what you do, okay? Just like Michael Jackson. No, that's that's no. If you want to moonwalk away, then you need a Sega Genesis or an Amiga, possibly a Super NES, because those were the ones that had moonwalker. Do 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 do. Oh the my Genesis god! Genesis was cool, man. I had one of those. I had one of those. That was my first console. Yeah. I love the I love the Genesis. Sega the did what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Nintendo don't. Yeah, the NHL game was the best. Not tech, well, that was the game that yeah, they had some good NHL games. Yeah, well, that was the one they played in uh, Swingers. Was the Sega Genesis NHL where you where they uh, crippled Gretzky? That was a great great movie. Uh, I never caught that with Swingers, eh? Oh, you've never seen Swingers? John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn in a little no. romp. No, some good music. Big bad voodoo daddy. Okay, okay. The last a sports young, a young Heather Graham. The last sports uh, was that a sports movie? You have my interest. Or was it just a sports game they were playing? <laughs> just it was just in the game they were playing the Genesis in a scene of the movie. Okay, I see. I see. Said the blind man, peeing in the wind. Got to check it out. Good flick. <clears throat> I used to buy a bunch of DVDs and rip so them. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. I was just filling no, no, time. Can, Do what you, you want. Continue. I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All well, right. Then I will. So going back to the Amiga, do you guys Why remember cable that? TV with the with the preview channel and yes. like those TV guide channels that yes. would just like rotate through what's coming up? 
Yeah. You know how many of those, how many of those, uh, the, uh, the TV guy channels were powered by Commodore Amigas? A lot. Mm, I don't know. Yes. A ridiculous amount. And they existed In fact, there was a cable. whole network, the Preview Channel, P-R-E-V-U-E Channel, which ran essentially 100% on Amigas back in the day. So I came across that I came across this article a while ago and I mean being being a bit of a Commodore weenie and an Amiga weenie like whenever I see these sort of articles I'm like fap, 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 and I got to bring them up. Yay. Is that like what and you just stomped, um, didn't you? Yeah. I did. The Lego articles too. I mean, do you talk about Lego too? Cole does. We've talked about Lego once in a while, but f- from what I've been told is if we're going to discuss Lego and it's not with Metis, then <laughs> you need to get bumped off the mic and put Kim on instead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, screw Metis. He's such a nerd. But we've been watching the... He's uh, a cool guy. Do you, do you get the Lego series up there in uh, Canada? The Lego Masters? I have not seen it on the TV, no. Oh, I mean, it's, they're here in the U.S., but they're also in the, uh, they've done three seasons in Australia as well. I thought you'd have had all those downloaded already. <laughs> it's a Lego competition. I mean, think uh, it's it's to, it's basically Top Chef. If you've ever seen the show Top Chef, and I'm sure it's like a lot of these other reality type shows, but it's a competition. And, but where Top Chef, they make food. This, they build Lego. This would be perfect for you, Cold. Is there a secret ingredient, that though? That sounds pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there are secret ingredients. It's how you use the pieces. Ah, man. The, se- the yeah. secret ingredients are pieces that they no longer manufacture, like some of those shaped bases and the like, I guess. Do they have parts that are banned from competition, like magic? <laughs> no. I think, I think it's all parts <laughs> on deck. I'm sure meat is... I mean, they just, all meet us, parts they just on did, deck, I love it. Yeah, Fun Fact Friday this week was just about Lego, so I'm sure Metis is all in on the... Uh, on the Lego Masters television show, and it was interesting. Oh yeah, he pro- he's probably downloading every episode and waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I mean, the interesting thing is that it's already through three seasons in Australia, but only like the second season here, and it's a lot of the same kind of challenges and stuff. And it, it's you could have really done better if you would have cheated and watched like the Australian version. I, I guess they're starting like a Chilean version, a Colombian version, a Polish oh version. God. This is going nuts. You can imagine like Chilean miners stuck underground in a cave-in <laughs> and they just say, we got a hole. We're going to send you some Legos. They just pour them down a hole through a funnel. So yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is, this what, is if, what we what do if now. It's a, what if it's a Lego cave? <laughs> it's a Lego caved cave. Caved in a Lego cave and they have to like build their way out. Oh, Lego God. caves are strong. It would be strong enough. They won the American version. In the season one, they did a challenge to build a bridge that was like, you know, five or six feet across or something. And the challenge was who could have it hold the most weight before the Lego broke. And two of the teams got to a thousand pounds of weight on a Lego bridge. It was nuts. They wouldn't have gotten even a quarter of the way to that with, like, mega blocks. <laughs> or right. connects. Oh, no. Connects are shit, man. Oh, put Mika, those. oh, geez. Metis has only seen two episodes. What Metis, what is wrong with Me, you? Metis, just hang out and rare encounter yeah, wow, uh, the chat Mita. room. Just like, because what I'm seeing is people You linking, let me down, man. I'm seeing just people linking bootleg versions of movies now. So there's a bootleg <laughs> version of Swingers in chat. So just hang out. Maybe some other shit will show up. 
Yeah, I mean, I have all the three seasons of the Australian one, and the the American one is on uh, the uh, Hulu if you want it. Jeez, I don't Hulu. No, I don't. They're I don't communist. Even oh my god! I told him I don't want Disney Plus. You fucking communist. That's what I told him. <laughs> I told. I told. I did say the f word, but I I said that over the phone when they asked me. When I got internet service here, they want to sell you everything. I said, nah, they're communists. I don't want it. And then I went to the store. I said the same thing. <laughs> the guys, the look on the guy's face is great. Ah, I got to use the line so much more often, though. Yeah, I'm sure you're on a list. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, guy. there's no doubt he is on a list. Uh, believe me, I'm on several lists. It's some lists we don't even know about. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I presume anyway. But at least we were able to blast Metis. I mean, when uh, Cold Acid asked if I wanted to come on the show, I said, okay, can, can we make fun of Metis? And he's like, sure. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So the contract has been fulfilled. Sorry, Metis. Woohoo. Man. <laughs> well, yep. shows- we, we, fulfilled, we fulfilled our terms to get Darren on the show. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. I even <laughs> went out and uh, it was partially because I would keep getting nagged by you about this. Uh, tried to, tried to re-level all my audio shit so i got my i have an audio network analyzer plugged in and just, yeah, just make sure i measure the noise in the room and di- i did some room treatments and and all kinds of shit extra just for you darren it's just for well, you, you got to get rid of that little bit of echo which is in every room and it drives you nuts yeah and there's there's multiple ways to get rid of it i i try to go with the microphones more than anything else because that's yeah. the easiest i th- right now my big problem is behind me so in front of me, I have a uh, absorption kind of wall, but behind me, I have a wall that I can't stick anything to because it's a big glass door uh, to the patio. So there's not much to do there. But I did, I did find out I had a problem with uh, some of the rack mount shit I had. I had an EQ in there that was noisy, and I pulled that oh, shit yeah. out, and it helped. And so I pulled it out, and then um, <laughs> actually, you know what I put it in instead? I went. I was trying to figure out what what module to stick inside, and I found I had a um, what is this? A TC Helicon, um, uh, basically like an auto tune thing, you know, harmonizer module. Oh, so you could do like the T Pain thing now? Yeah, yeah I, I could, could do, do the, the T Pain thing. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> does all That's that awesome. stupid shit. You know, it's oh, see now. Oh wait, you got to incorporate that more now. That is that is genius. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's I've been. Oh, that's that's instant jingles, my friend. That I, is an instant. Somebody's like, hey, yeah, we 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 need a you know a, a screw Lego jingle. You got it. Yeah, it's I I did. It's like, been a while since you've done any jingles, Abel Kirby. Well, I'm busy, dog. I am so fucking. I don't even talk to me about music. I am so busy right now. I even I'm busy with the shit I'm working on. And I got a text from a friend the other day, and he's, "Hey, remember that album we did? Back? Do you have the master tapes? Can you go find those on your NAS? I need them." Uh, <laughs> so here here's oh I don't know if I should say it on the show. I don't know. There there may be a chance that I show up on vinyl, and that's Ooh. all I'm gonna say. Ooh, that's pretty cool. That sounds it's a, pretty cool. It's a little chance. But I shouldn't say it. Now it's not going to happen because I said it out loud. But it's going to be on Splat. But if it does happen, you know that Fletcher's going to buy it, right? Yeah, he will. It'll be on red vinyl, splatter vinyl, blue vinyl, neon green vinyl. I will be hawking this shit. If I'm on vinyl, It'll you will know about it because I'm going to fucking promote the fuck out of it. I mean, I've always thought that'd be a great way. And other podcasts have done it the uh, tell him Steve Dave did it is, I mean, at least that's the one I know of. I'm sure others may have done it, 
but to do a special episode only on vinyl, I thought would be a really cool idea, except, you know, for like grumpy old Ben's or random thoughts, we need a much bigger audience because you, you need to press like 500 copies to make it worthwhile <laughs> and getting that many people to buy it. But no agenda, I think, would be interesting. I think people would buy it. Did did you see how um, this is vinyl related, but you don't need to get a uh, a fancy record press to make vinyl. Did, did you ever hear about the um, the Russian bootleg records that they put on X-ray, uh, basically X-ray films? Yes. Yeah. We're, what they would do is they get medical X-rays and it turns out that the material that they print the, you know, the medical X-ray, they'd slap up onto the light board and then everyone would scratch their chin looking at a broken bone, that kind of thing. Well, they would get all the excess from the hospital and they had a, a system where they could bootleg a Beatles album or bootleg a, a Clash album onto a square piece of X-ray, uh, developed X-ray uh, film. And oh, then they yeah, cut it and they sell Yeah. If you're old enough, they used to include these things in like comics or things like that. I remember getting these as a kid, which they were just a very thin little piece of plastic that the sound was on and you put it on your turntable and probably screw up your needle immediately by dropping it on this thing. This is like, but you, you printed your record on the back of a cereal box kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there was also, there were also magazines where, where there would be like a vinyl page inside and you'd right. like punch out this disc that's in there and you'd be able to play uh -huh. it on your on your record player and it was actual vinyl too and it, and it smelled good you know it was also a cologne ad <laughs> hey that's <It's>, double duty man <laughs> and you could mail it in for uh for six free issues i mean vinyl is the way to go i mean sure it's inconvenient and you have to you know keep it clean and you can screw it up really easily but i i like it i oh, like yeah. the concept i uh i had my my dad just got a new record player. There's some history. For some reason, he, he lost it, and it's a sore point uh, that he lost his whole record collection. But anyway, he got a uh, finally got a new record player just this year, I think. And I bought him uh, an album, and we went and played it uh, You know, when I was visiting. Uh, I was up for a wedding. I was traveling back and forth. But anyway... Um, we did the thing. I said I bought him the album. I brought it over. I put it on, and I put the uh, the needle on the record. It was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I put it on, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, this is the first time I've ever done this. I've got to pretend I know what I'm doing, so my dad doesn't think I'm a loser. <laughs> so there's some of that going on too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. Well, because vinyl is like a religion for a lot of people, and there's, you know, you want to talk about all the, you know, different kind of voodoo. You know, I've seen Voodoo. people use O-rings like on tone arms uh -oh. and uh, careful with you know, your O-rings, you know, all sorts of different. I mean, I bought one of the little twenty five dollar record weights mainly because I had a couple albums that I had bought used that were mm. seriously warped. But people use that even on brand new albums because it's supposed to, you know, keep the album from slipping even a little bit. And yeah. there's there's just a lot of extraneous stuff that goes along with it. And I mean, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the proper or at least for me, the best way to clean vinyl. And I ended up buying a ultrasonic machine, mm. which, well, the ultrasonic does okay, but then you need a way for that water because water's not the, uh, you know, the most thin little molecules in order to get deep into the grooves and you need a suffocant. So you need to get some of this stuff uh, called uh, Triton X is what I got through Amazon. And I, I figured it was the best stuff because the EU 
had made it illegal. So I'm like, okay, this must be the good stuff. <laughs> you put a little bit of that in. But when you're done, then you have to – I had to go buy another little thing. I mean, I say had to, but uh, another little device, which is called a spin clean, which a lot of people just use to clean their records. But I got that just to rinse the records off because even though you're using one teaspoon literally in six liters, whatever, six little over six liters in the ultrasonic, it was enough that it was actually adding massive amounts of crackle because of the little bit of detergent. Mm. So you then had to run it through a rinse cycle on this other thing. And then I bought a little piece of PVC pipe, which was way too expensive because it was just a little piece of PVC pipe to connect to a, a little wet dry vac to then vacuum the vinyl off. So, uh, you know, long story short is I spent a lot of money and a lot of time to clean records. To clean the records. Do they, it does help. Did, did, do you have, um, I remember Adam Curry was going on about Q-Burn at one point from the uh, the records they used to have at the record station. Where uh, I I think the description was that at the beginning of the single on the record, um, the track was all worn out right there uh, because that was where they always lined it up. And they're you know uh, spinning it back and forth trying to get it lined up so they can uh, th- so they can let it go and play it for the radio. So all the radio station records had in the six seconds before the the song started, it's completely worn out. Is there anything you can do about that once it's worn out? There's no way to fix so. it, is there? No, I mean, not it's once gone. it's worn. I mean, I've seen people say you shouldn't even play an album more than once in a 24-hour period because it's actually enough heat building up that the grooves expand a little bit on mm. that first play. Well, th- then but it gets louder. Right. We do it <laughs> this is good. And if so, if you keep doing that and you keep, you know, if you're playing a song five times and you're like backing it up and, you know, forwarding it to that same groove, then yeah, I can see there's a lot of, uh, a lot of abuse for the vinyl. Yeah. Which is why you don't want to use one of those uh, Crosley uh, suitcase looking things to play records on because people that are serious about vinyl know you want the least amount of pressure, which is why you have devices that you can see exactly. How many ounces of pressure <laughs> I'm sure. that the, they're putting down where some of those ones that don't have a way to adjust that, oh, they're just they're just gouging those records out. Don't use like $50 turntables. I mean, the, the vinyl costs more than some of the turntable. Oh, you know what we should uh we should talk about for a second here? I'm I'm compl- first I'm I'm remiss because I should call out some people in the chat room. We've got uh, No Barrett says black flag guy cleans with Elmer's glue. I've heard that also. I've heard Elmer's glue and wood glue, right, which wood is a. Uh, uh, I presume they mean w- Elmer's wood glue, which is the one of that I think of uh, to get the dust stuff out of your uh, out of it. But uh, I don't know. I've never tried it myself. I can't advocate that. Uh, Karma King most- says inconvenient way to clean a record karma king says he used to use a disc washer same as the radio station always wanted to ask them if it was good to use on 78s and older shellac discs and uh well the cleaner itself yes i don't know about the liquid that comes with it there's a big difference between vinyl and the shellac i mean shellac uh you can do a lot to vinyl and (laughs) it won't screw it up i i used uh, i had one of these little devices which uh, kind of gets, it looks like a lint roller, but it gets just a little bit sticky and it was sold as a record cleaning thing. Mm. And I use this on a sticky. new Foo Fighters record and I guess the thing had started to uh, disintegrate and it left massive amounts of noise on the album. And the stuff that I did to try to clean this off 
was everything from using a you know ninety one percent isopropyl alcohol straight was you know, like the third or fourth step after trying yeah. a bunch of different stuff, and then finally got the ultrasonic cleaner, ran it through that, and then the rinsing and vacuum. And the album sounds great. And I put the thing through hell and yeah. it's okay. As long as you don't scratch it, you can do a lot to vinyl without messing it up. Cool. We've got more discussion. There's a lot going on in the rare encounter. Apparently we hit some, uh, some nerve here and everyone wants to chat nerve. about, yeah, we want to chat about how, how they clean their records. Also gorilla glue is not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So you do a uh, podcast, grumpy old Ben's along with a co-host yeah the other is a co-host the other guy uh um, yeah, yeah the guy and you just had your episode that ryan fellow yeah right what's his name rb something what's his rb yes arby's Arby? he loves to go to arby's and pick up some of the roast beef all right and so you had episode 172 <laughs> that sounds about right with larry and you titled it yeah. surmounting stark weather yes hmm. is there uh some something you want to tell us about that title or he was Should I read only, into it at all? He, he was the only expert for the show. So ah, he decided okay. to throw his name in the air. And of course, uh, Bemrose wasn't on the show because of the weather. So yes. this was, it was too warm for him. Yes. Yep. I mean, the, the world actually had to almost burn the whole area around Seattle down just to get Ryan to skip a show. Now, so usually when I want to quit wear encounters cuz it's too nice outside, not cuz it's sucky. Not when it's but. 105 <laughs> it's, degrees in the shade and uh, uh, you don't have air conditioning which was uh, was not a fun time. So it's been, still in the 80s. Do they though. not have basements out in the West Coast? I'm sure some do. And I think they have one there, but I don't know uh I don't know why they weren't. I mean, I would have been playing in the basement cuz I had to deal with that once uh, a few years ago when our air conditioning went out on the day where it just happened to be the low was like 88 degrees at night. And it was just, you know, horrendous to deal with that. And uh, so, I, I mean, I know he was, uh, he was suffering out there yeah, on the yeah. left coast. And so Larry filled in and that was great. Uh, of course, we're big fans of that Larry show. And uh, it was good to hear him uh, talking to you for a while. Yeah. Larry yeah. is a fun guy to talk to. He uh, tells an amazing story. You know, any story that he tells. And he's been on Grumpy Old Ben's now more than anybody except Ryan and I. So <laughs> we always ha like having him on. He was on our first ever live show and uh, he's been on like five, six, seven times, maybe more by now. I may be missing some. And Hog Story had their episode 196 uh, just the other day. They had, it was entitled Pump Out. And uh, they had some interesting stuff. They had some lost uh, art that was discovered, lost Rembrandt. Uh, I think they had a lost Bowie. Lost Bowie. Lost uh, David Bowie piece of art there, yeah. And uh, a couple other fun things on the show, including, as we discussed earlier, the squids in space. And uh, I think coming up on the next, I guess it's 197. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. We've got a special, uh, yep. we're, we're, we've got the sitter. So, Darren, um, we hired a sitter for tomorrow night, and uh, they're going to take care of cold acid for us. Oh, well, that's good. And I mean, that's, how much do you have to pay for that? Oh, it's free. That's the best part is Carolyn Blaney and uh, John Fletcher of The Hog Story are going to have cold acid over as a guest. Yeah. Carolyn and I are going to be celebrating Dominion Day and making Fletcher wonder what the hell is wrong with these Canadians. Well, isn't is Dominion Day the same as Canada Day? I thought that was. Uh... It's the old name for it. OK, I get it. OK, although Dominion I believe Day. they still call it Dominion Day in Newfoundland. That's <laughs> 
in the Newfies. The Newfies called Dominion Day. All righty. Well, that should yeah, be fun. What yeah. what time should people tune into that? You mean so they make sure they it's don't hot, hear the show? But I think I think usually the pre-show starts earlier than that. Usually about an hour or two before that. Carolyn is saying, yeah, eight eight p.m. is when the show starts. Okay, eight p.m. Eastern time. You need that Eastern eight p.m. Day. Eastern time. Oh, yep, cool. or seven or seven p.m. Central. Cool. And we had, uh, let's see, a, a new episode of Misinformed Nation. Episode six was out. And yeah, Bemrose uh, was on that. And Ryan Bemrose was on as a guest, trying to figure out how to end this podcast. You know, every podcast he goes on, he always <laughs> asks, so how do you end this show? You well, know? that's what he asks once he thinks the show is going on too long. <laughs> that's the, the line that gets you, pulled out. Do you think he gets on an airplane and, and says, you know, how do you eject from here? Is that what <laughs> no, he does? <laughs> How do you usually land this sucker? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. So that's an interesting show. Misinformed Nation, I don't know. If I was producing it, I'd, I I think it needs some more punch. It needs some more uh, some people who are just mad about these shows. And I'm not saying full, uh, full um, you know, Carl with a K. Podcast. Yeah, right. not not yeah. that level. But it's like you can pick, you can rag on people more. There's a lot of stuff they talk about on the show. Oh, here's how great the show is. It's like, oh, come on. Well, it's that, not yeah, just I, a review. You gotta, you know, give it to people I, I too. You know, it's there's well, I my agree because it's it's way too much of a love fest. It's uh, it's a little long. The whole bring one show from the stream and one off. That's a little bit extended as well. But. One, they should talk to each other, too, because the last you know episode, two people brought Hog Story, and that gets a little bit repetitive, especially <laughs> if you bring the same clips. And it's an interesting concept, but you've got to do a little bit more and maybe bring a show that the other two haven't heard and make them listen to an episode and then be like, okay, you know, Abel Kirby, you've never heard this. So before we go on, I say, listen to this show. And then during that episode, be like, hey, what did you think of that? And get, you know, a fresh perspective from somebody and, uh, you know, maybe not do six different shows in one episode, maybe yeah. cut that down a little bit. Uh, if this is a recommendation so, so show, I'm, it could be six minutes. It could be 10 minutes long. Like, dog, right. it could be 10 minutes I, I'm long. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to defend Miss Blaney's honor and say that if you feel that Hog Story is being a bit repetitive, you haven't drank enough. If you, if you went on uh, Misinformed Nation and you said Rare Encounter was good, I think you might be wrong. You've <laughs> where's the fire? Come our, on. Our, I was well, waiting to get flamed here. I know it's kind of like Carolyn brought rare encounter on. I know. I listened. I think she should have been mean to me. <laughs> Come on, Carolyn. I could take it. Do it. It's like cold acid. He and now we me. learn that Abel Kirby is a masochist. Did you yeah. see the ring on my finger? <laughs> it's been there the whole time. <laughs> Right. You, you missed it. It was there. It was it was blinking. It was neon. It was. But see, cold acid. Wants I thought that, that was his podcaster ring. Right. I mean, th this is why cold acid uh, d likes to donate to Grumpy Old Ben so we can call out and make fun of his podcast. And if I'm nice to him, then he thinks he's dying. Fletcher's the same way. If you say anything nice about Fletcher, he's like, wait, wait, am, am I dying? Did nobody tell me anything? Uh, why, why are you being nice? So I always like to say like, well, you know, uh, if you may have noticed on the rock and roll pre-show, I'm always like, hey, Hey, check out Cold Acid or check out uh, Hog Story. Carolyn Blaney does a great job in Fletcher. Well, yeah, he's, yeah. he's also on the show. And th th that's the bit. That's the fun. Yeah. You know, it, you can't be mean yeah. to Carolyn, though, because she's too nice. Although I will say my favorite throw over to the Podfather 
was the last episode of the rock and roll pre-show where Carolyn joined me. And I typed into the back channel with her that, hey, okay, I'm going to do my thing. And then you can send it over to Adam. So you just say, like, you know, I'm Carolyn fucking Blaney and then throw it to the podfather. And she said, I'm Carolyn fucking Blaney (laughs) and then threw it over to the podfather, which I thought was fantastic. I think it caught Adam a little bit off guard. It was fun. It was fun indeed. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's always good. I like that you have the archive of the show, by the way. Uh, the uh, So you can go it's back and listen mega. to the old ones. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't even realize because I was way behind. And I think we're up to 205 shows. So it's it's added up quite a bit now. Uh, it's a lot of rock and roll. Yeah. It's a lot of rock and roll. It's only rock and roll, but I it like is. it. But it's still, it ro- it's still rock and roll to me. That's what I always say. Until we play country and uh, you know make everybody mad. Or you play one of the uh, Justin uh, Cody songs, which are like fourteen hours long, <laughs> and uh, or you put or you put on a little trance for uh, CSB. CSB. Yeah. <laughs> he, he always wants trance. I'm like, there's nobody that does. There's no such thing as live trance music. It's all just a laptop. It's not live CSB. I want trance. We need faster, more BPM. Blah, like, blah, no. blah. Yes. <laughs> Bibbity bibbity boo. Did he ever do his AI show? Yes, Gwiff is uh, actually yeah, he does it. the show for it's him. Like it's like cooking.ai. <laughs> cooking.ai. All right, I'll look at that. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, uh, I mean, Gwiff definitely has a nicer voice than CSB, but uh, I hope I, he's I paying him CSB. enough. That's all I have to say. I hope CSB <laughs> is paying Gwiff enough to put up with his bullshit and read his stupid uh, thing on the air. It's AI.cooking is the uh, URL, I guess, thanks to Oh, Cooking. I had the other way around. AI.cooking. AI.cooking. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he has a cooking domain, but it's CSP. <laughs> we don't know why he does things. Hold on, hold on. We got we got two more things before we close this out. Okay, what do we got? So, first of all, these MyBook Live devices, those Western Digital NAS devices that all got wiped. So, it turns out we now have details of how this was done. And it turns out that the that these devices are six years out of support. Like they've been out of support since 2015. So I'm I feel like you know you're getting what you deserve. If you if you cannot maintain your shit yourself when it goes out of uh, when it goes out of manufacturer support, well, I mean you're gonna get you're gonna get zero days like this, and you're gonna get owned. So like. Keep your shit up to date. Replace it if you have to, or like get fucked like these <laughs> people fucked. did. So, yeah, but here, here's the problem. And the other thing, yeah. can I take it? So hold on, I want to take a step back oh. and explain what we're talking about here. So we're talking about the MyBook Live devices, which Western Digital produced, and there was a story that was out just the other day from BleepingComputer.com, um, which was about a zero-day exploit that some hackers used to basically reset them to the factory settings. And when they did that, it also uh, reset all the storage on that was connected to it to factory settings. So basically, a bunch of people lost their data. And these are old pieces of equipment. Um, they're out of support. And uh, so I guess there people are asking for it if you're still running unsupported hardware, I guess. Uh, the, the thing that stuck out to me about this story is that the zero day that was exploited was it it looked like it was someone at Western Digital. They had a 
block of code inside this uh, this function that was going to reset the, the system to a factory reset. And someone went in and commented out the authentication part of that, which allowed anyone to call the, who, who could determine there was a there was one of these NASAs on this address and everything could call that function. And somehow they they were able to to get access to it. But because they didn't have to just... authenticate it, it would just run. And uh, that that was the zero day there. Well, and Western Digital loves the, oh, use the cloud to access your stuff. They just updated the firmware on the NAS that I have from them. And I never turn on the internet accessibility for these things for a reason. Because, well, I never leave the house is what Ryan uh-huh. will tell you. Bemrose. <laughs> but uh, the, re- the reality is one of their latest firmware updates, even on the one that I had, decided to stop allowing you for briefly to access from accessing it on the local IP address where you had to go through the MyCloud login. And it's like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, so yeah, Western digital needs to, uh, to figure some of that stuff out, yeah. but uh, I'm starting to other, think it nice might thing. just be best to not, to not deal with anything from Western digital other than their actual, actually, no, don't even bother with their NAS hard drives because half of them apparently are, are just relabeled uh, standard hard drives and don't actually have the don't actually have the power to keep themselves uh, uh, writing properly uh, with the sort of use that uh, that a proper NAS drive needs. Yeah, well, they downgraded the mm-hmm. the the Reds to the uh, the different uh, type of uh, system in the drives themselves. But of course, yeah. I have a Western Digital NAS, and all it will accept our Western digital drives. Yep. So I was kind of stuck buying four more six uh, terabyte drives when this thing died not too long ago. And I mean, Murphy's law or just Western digital is crappy. The day I got the notice that drive one was bad was the same day I got the notice that drive two was bad. So on a yeah, yeah. raid five system, no good. No bueno. Did you have an earthquake? I think, that I think that's to be, no. to be expected with a, with a raid system. If all your drives, start at the same time they're probably all going to fail around the same time as well that would make sense which i mean i know the right thing to do is after a couple of years replace one drive and then the next year replace another drive and then so always have a uh, you know kind of stagger those out yeah stagger stagger them like five-year gic's so the beautiful thing though is i was able to get most of the stuff off but and except the, the, the craziest thing was it would then totally crash and you had to reboot the whole thing in order to start taking stuff off it again. Anytime it ran into something that was corrupted, then it would just crash again. So it was a real pain, but I guess it was only my TV stuff that, you know, like Karma King, he could have just hooked me up and gotten me everything else I needed again. Yeah. So my next cloud, my next cloud instance is on a pie with Samsung SSDs. And Fast. I would not, I would not trust a uh, Western Digital device anymore, based on based on the shit that they've been doing for the past couple of years. No, I agree. My latest but, NASes um, are QNAP with uh, Seagate drives, and I've been pretty happy with those. Yeah, I just wish I had something better than the than the Raspberry Pi to run NextCloud on, because it turns out that Pi's well, they're well, they can be great little network devices. They are not the they're not really the best thing to use as like a huge network storage system. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a fan. Apparently I've been using... there are there there are there are single board computers out there that have 
that have like headers for SATA and even for like for like third-party RAID systems, but with the Pi, all you can do is is like hook up some SSDs to the USB ports. I'm I'm so sick of you know smart single board computers right now. I have too many. I want to do dumb things, okay? I want to have an H bridge that drives a motor, and I don't want to run embedded Linux on it. You know, I don't want in everything that the the, the popular the popular microcontrollers out there. They they all have oh well, it has a, an Ethernet port or it has um, a TCIP stack even even if it doesn't have the port installed. You know, it's like geez, man. Okay, what happened so to first, dumb of, first of all, I want dumb hardware. First of all, you can still source, like, 6502 family chips. You can still source classic 68K chips. If you want 68020 or or newer, though, you're going to be shit out of luck. Well, I don't, but I don't there's still buy so it. Many things, I'm not going to buy it. There's still so processor. many things that are powered off of those, like, 8 and 16-bit uh, micro microcontrollers that... You can definitely source those, and then the trick is, of course, you've got to build, like, your own board for them, because nobody's actually put together SBCs around these things. No, you know what they build? They build out, uh, here's some open source hardware, and uh, if you want to drive a motor, this is the, they, here's what they tell you, this is the way to do it. You buy this, and it runs Android on a board, and then you write an app in Android that, that controls the motor. You're yeah, like, that controls this particular this particular shield that you plug in on yeah. the GPIO board, right, on I'm the bus. not interested. No, no, that's no. why I'm saying, like, that's why I'm saying, like, we need to have, like, some sort of, like, SBC that's designed for this sort of thing around, like, an 8 or 16-bit... Uh, microcontroller not a not a full-on microprocessor but like a 6502 or a 6800 or a 68000 right i don't i don't care about the bit depth i care about how just simple things have to be complicated because it's 2021 jesus christ well simple simple things can be done with simple with simple processors with simple code right you I, don't need to have android and all of this shit you can have something that's got, like, no more power than a Commodore 64, and it fucking does the trick. I'm... Fuck. I'm... You guys went to the goddamn moon <laughs> with with essentially a, fuck, a fucking, like, box full of dials. Yeah. Right? But, but the control systems that it takes to land on the moon aren't that... aren't really that complicated. That's something I, I always... Is turning a motor on and off really that complicated either? No. But they try and make it to be exactly right. I mean, you could do that. You could well, do this with them. analog parts. You know, this could be what what I'm analog. seeing. Analog. I am. I'm telling you, this is this is the Abel Kirby tip about the industry, the electronics industry right now, is that there's people who will take a circuit where that could be done with a comparator. You could do one op amp could do the whole fucking circuit, and they put like an Arduino in the middle instead of like. I need one gate. I need a transistor here. And they put a whole fucking micro in the middle of it. What are you doing, dog? Okay, that's me bitching. I'm done. I, I'm done. Show title? <laughs> the anal logs. The anal logs. I don't know. Well, show titles are reserved to after the show. We discuss them later. Oh, so there's don't, a system. Don't worry. We'll get there pretty fast right now. Hold on. Hold on. There is still one last thing. <laughs> uh, and that was the crooked VPN. What? <laughs> 
The crooked VPN that was collecting user data and got seized by the European police. Okay, the entire point of me putting that in my notes was the fact when you go to that website, the seizure logo flashes and it looks kind of cool. Yeah, but I then looked, I then actually looked this whole thing up and apparently, apparently this, this VPN wasn't, wasn't just seized because of, because of all the, uh, because of all the like malware authors and all these other cyber criminals that were using it, but they were actually collecting and saving all their user data the entire time. So now all these all these cyber criminals who thought, "Hey, I can use the I can use this service and do all my shit, and nobody'll know who I am." Whoa! Well, guess what? The European police know who you are. Interpol fucking knows who you are now. The NCA fucked. Yeah, was it another honeypot? I'm not sure. It, it it looks like they actually seized it. Well, interesting. They have a. They I have should a, actually post. I should actually post this in our room instead of the grumpy old Ben's chat room. <laughs> so there we go. The grumpy old well, Ben's has a both. chat room. Wait a minute. I thought they used the no agenda chat. We do, and we have. There is, there is a GOB channel, but nobody uses it. Oh yeah, it's because they don't also, like the show. Right, and there's also a uh, hashtag Club Thirty Three that only uh, Cold Acid and uh, Sir Matthew have been in. Oh well, you know. Yeah, I'm up for sloppy. Well, that's thirds. because. I mean, if Raven showed up more often, then maybe more people would be in there. All right, and yeah. Raven. <laughs> Raven can, shows? can stop by my doorstep anytime. Oh my god. Well, thanks for hanging out, Darren O'Neill. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Abel yeah. Kirby. Thank you, Cold Acid. Always fun. Yep. And until it's next time. It's been a hell of a time, yeah. yeah. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Adios, mofos. Oh, go ahead, Later. Darren. Later. I was going to say, I mean, I've been Darren O'Neill. This there is kind of like, uh, you know, hog story. There you go. Yeah. All right. Adios, mofos. Adios. Don't you know him about me? She wasn't sad.